Welcome to We Should Have Outgrown It, Season 3, Episode... Yeah, I'm going to go with 13. <laughs> I'm going to keep an arm count. I'm going to put a little sticker on my uh, keep computer saying I did 13 this time. So that would, this will be 14 and 15. And then I said those now, so I'll be confused. Um, <laughs> so with Rory and Carlos, obviously, uh, sorry about that little bit of a rant. I've been struggling with remembering the episodes. So we got a decent amount to talk about. We did miss last week. Carlos wasn't feeling too good. And um, I had stuff I could get done, so I was like, perfect, this kind of works out in our favor. Um, part of that might have been that that fire that was probably have a problem messing with you a little bit. I don't know, because it lasted for like three days. Oh, snap, um, okay. So I don't know what it was. But then like uh, after that, like it just, uh, nothing was, I didn't throw up. Like I wasn't um, like too feeling sick. too too sick but like I, it just felt like a uh, pressure on my head and then like it felt better when i laid down and stuff so like a sinus headache or something. yeah like i don't know what the f- it was crazy i was like oh this is bonkers and then i made sure i was because I, I the one thing i hate about um being sick is like uh the strip throat and stuff like that like when you when it's all feels dry and stuff oh yeah so i'd be staying hydrated non-stop whenever right. just to try to keep it from getting any further so i'm glad i didn't have anything like that it was just a lot of pressure on my head but sweet so just a little bit like i said like it's probably maybe like a science or something um so we got a decent amount to talk about i was hoping to be able to get more done but i ended up working a ton of overtime this week uh so i didn't get a read i didn't get a like listen and stuff like i haven't i was gonna try to catch up on a couple more chapters of blue lock but i didn't do that you're a little too far ahead on that anyways i mean yeah but that's what i do you know i, I like something <laughs> I learned I, I learn it all, dude, you know what I'm saying? I get into it. Started playing soccer a little bit. I'm kidding. That is, <laughs> I've wanted to play basketball for a little while. I want to school everybody up. Nobody wants to see me on the court. Hey, you don't want to get embarrassed. Oh, my God. I can dunk. You guys don't understand. <laughs> this guy thinks he has a chance on me when I can dunk. I'm 6'6". Six, six. You know what I'm saying? Like, no one even knows how tall I really am. <laughs> Yeah, you, you could hop over a house, dude. Yeah, you could have went pro, you know. Easily, easily. <laughs> I had a bad shoulder. You know, yeah. my, it was my shooting shoulder, but that was a long time ago. Now. <laughs> Catch me doing layups all day, dude, in the layup well, line. Just what, what happened to the dunks? Well, that, I mean, that's just, I don't want to show off too much. Oh, okay. When you're at the local park dunking on fools, it feels bad. <laughs> no one wants to play with you. <laughs> Be like Uncle Drew and these fools. Who's this goofy looking <laughs> dude? And I just ah yam on him. Uh, yeah, uh. That actually uh goes pretty well in uh, what we could talk about first too. Yeah, go for it. Uh, white men can't jump. <laughs> oh, okay, heck yeah. So, a little, little reboot. So Carlos watched it. I was supposed to watch it this week. Um, this is something my girl doesn't probably want to watch, so I can just like watch it. So I probably will try to watch it in the next couple of days and hopefully get my thoughts on it. So what did you think about it? Jack Harlow and... I don't, I, I don't know who the other actor was. I've never seen him before. Okay. Um, but he had a, a few singers in there. Okay. Um, that was in it. Uh, Blake Griffin was in there. Uh, just a cameo type thing. I think he, he was a producer or something like that with okay. it. So. Um, but uh, for anybody that doesn't know, it's a... It's a remake, reboot, whatever you want to call it, um, from the original '90s movie, I believe. Yeah, with um, with Wesley Snipes and um, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, in uh, that movie, like it, I feel like you should watch that movie if you haven't seen that movie. If you go watch this movie, um, just because 
to me, I think the original is better. Okay. Um, but it was fun in its own way. Uh, but it was a little cheesy at times. Like, like it felt more natural in the original. Uh, their banter and stuff like that. But in this one, it felt like, ah, like they're trying to make it jokey, jokey kind oh, okay. of thing. Um, but it was it was pretty good though. Like I think I'll watch it again eventually sometime. Um, <clears throat> but it's definitely not like top tier type movie for me. Uh, okay. For what it is, you know. Okay. Um, that's why. I, uh, I don't know how serious it is, but like when I see air, because it might be like just too different. Because this one's like a more of a comedy type um, thing, and I think I don't know what air is like. Um, more serious, like a like, docu- almost like a documentary. It has some jokes in it, but okay. it's like so. Like I think if you, it's kind of uh, bad to compare those. So like when I watch, if whenever I watch air, I'll see if I could compare it. But um, right off the bat, I think it'll be better suited for people to watch air instead of this one but it's a fun like little movie like if you have like a family and stuff like it's a good movie to just sit down and just watch together okay Um, it's kind of like one of them just real goofy nothing like um too uh serious kind of yeah well not too much not too much language um things going on like bad language or anything like that um so it's fun for like little kids and stuff like that uh there's a few, it's like a, in the beginning, it's like little pickup things and stuff like that. Um, there was a homage in one of the scenes where um, uh, somebody got punched and then somebody went to the car and this this person happened to get like a flamethrower. Um, but in the original, they was like, they're, they're going to get a gun. And then they, before he even came, like they ran. Yeah. So it was a little different, but that that's kind of what they did um, to pay homage to the original. But right. Um, the it's kind of structured around more their personality than the game. Um, okay. So like whatever they're struggling with in their life, that's what they're pretty much gearing the whole movies around. And the game is just a side thing, right? Like uh, to help them get through it, I guess. Because yeah, um, I I haven't seen the first one in so long. Yeah, it's been twenty years since I seen it. I saw it in like two thousand two. Um, and what's different though is uh, there's a lot more. It's it's not as you never really get the feeling that the women are going to leave them in this. Oh, even like they, they did in the first yeah, in the first one, you know, like where they was gambling away the money and stuff like that, especially because a uh, old girl wants to get on um, whatever that talk show is. I forget it was a game show. I forget what the name was, but. Um, she was trying to save up money to get on the game show, and then he took the money to bet on the game, and then they lost the game. So Right. Um, so there, it, it did feel like it could be like this could be the over for this, but in the new one, it's like they, it feels like they, they're going to stick with them. Okay. So what would you give your rating? Uh, I think I'll give it a 6 out of 10. Okay. Um, there was, there's fun parts of it. It's just like, um, similar to Marvel movies, I I just don't I hate the cheesiness. I don't I don't like uh, when things get a little too cheesy or out of whack. Um, the side characters kind of saved it a lot of times uh, because there's a guy in there that's pretty goofy, and I, I liked his um, comedic relief in there. Okay, uh, but sometimes it felt um, not not organic. It just felt awkward. But yeah, six out of ten is pretty solid. Like yeah. some you could watch again, and some you could throw on with family. Like it's pretty fun to do that. Um, but taking it as serious, just you shouldn't take it that serious. Okay. 
Right on, right on. So it's overall like a six. It's not a great score, but it's not a bad score. Mm-hmm. It's like not in that blow stuff. So since you talked about it, I'll go ahead and in my first movie review of this and only because I don't want to watch it. <laughs> um, and that is Air. So a friend of mine came over. She's a big Michael Jordan fan. Um, and it was her birthday, so we decided we were going to watch Air with her, eat some pizza, and kind of chill. And I got her the goofy movie board game. Mm, what kind of pizza? That's always. Oh, kind of. Cheese. You guys are, you know, people are so weird. Why, what kind of You're pizza way, do you get? Like, any, any, anything with other other than cheese that it already comes with. Yeah, I just got cheese pizza because she doesn't eat crazy stuff. She doesn't mm. eat pork. Mm. So, like, most of the toppings are pork. Yeah, really, you're right. So. You're right. You know, I mean, I think some places do chicken now, though. Yeah, but if I'm going to do chicken, I want a barbecue pizza. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and like I said, it was like her stuff, so I just bought it. She ended up not even eating the pizza. Well, it was me and me and my girl like pizza. <laughs> and I got wings, and they weren't the greatest either. Oof. They weren't bad, but they weren't great. So, oh, from that. the place, yeah. You know what? I I think they could have been good, but you was so spoiled from. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> well, that's where I wanted to go. I was, so I was gonna come home and grab those on the way, get like twenty five wings for everybody. They were so crowded again because there was a basketball game on that night. So yeah, you like, picked the worst time. Huh? Hard pass. Four P's. <laughs> um, so we ended up watching Air. Now, I'm going to start with my review. Of, I mean, my score. So I give Air. It's like a documentary basically describing things. I'll first say this. There's one part I have to say before. If you're going to see it to see Michael Jordan, and that's the reason you want to see this movie, it's not the movie for you. It's three <laughs> words he says in the entire movie. <laughs> that's it <laughs> so if your reasoning for going to see it is because of that yeah. then you're going to give it a low score because I'm going to give it like a 7.8 7.9 okay. out of 10 I thought it was a fun movie for a documentary style movie not documentary but like a a story about a story basically like how the shoe was made it is strictly about the Air Jordan like what how it came about like how he how Jordan got signed to Nike how the Nike shoe created, how the Air Jordan was created, how he got rights to the shoe, and how he changed the shoe game in general. Yeah. So, with that being said, it is, um, it is a lot of sort. There's like not a lot of action in this movie. It's mm. a lot of very much like talking and trying yeah. to convince people and stuff. The cool part is it's funny. It's got really funny parts in it. It's not like insanely funny throughout the whole thing, but there are funny parts. Like, yeah, just the part like one of the dudes is like, we, we don't make like stuff that sticks out we just make running shoes like the guy who owns it mm. and he's like you drive a purple Porsche <laughs> like, what are you talking about you know what I'm saying like they kind of get it like that and, and it's just like all sorts of fun stuff like that and then they go through like just like witty banter and mm. like joking and it's just fun like it's an overall good movie there's not much I can say about it because it's like you know it starts the movie explaining who the characters are trying to pick who they want to sponsor Obviously, you know who they're gonna pick, so it's like they go over and talk about like Charles Barkley. Should we get Akeem? Should we get all these people? And then they talk about like uh, Adidas and Converse because they're the two big yeah people at, at the time. That time. Yeah. yeah, so then they talk a lot about them. They talk a lot about just like the the that, the way shoes were made back then. Is they didn't see like especially when you think about like uh, Adidas and. Um, Converse. Converse at the time, they didn't have a specific shoe for each reason. Obviously, the Chuck Taylor was created by a basketball player, but it was like 
that was like it. Mm-hmm. And everyone, so if you had, if you were on, um, if you're on freaking Converse, you wore Chuck Taylors. It didn't matter if you were Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, <laughs> you all wore Chuck Taylors. Like, so if you were on Adidas, they all wore the same shoe, just mm-hmm. with different little bit of colors. And he talks about like the politics of the shoe itself and how like it had to be a certain, it's just a great movie. Like overall, it's a fantastic movie. Yeah. And uh, the people in it do really good. Matt Damon's really good in it. Um, Jason Bateman's good in it. Uh, Men Affleck's good. Yeah. Freaking Jordan's mom, the person that plays Jordan's mom, does really good, as well as uh, Chris Tucker's pretty funny in it. Mm-hmm. Chris Tucker's in it, so you know that's a good time. Yeah, they, so, they got. I knew that they got a lot of stars put in it. That was crazy, though. Yeah, I would say like it got kind of not the greatest ratings. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like that was a great movie, and I just don't know if it's just because people don't have the attention span for a movie like it anymore. But I just thought it was fun. I think. Um... I, I want to say almost one, I'm almost 100% sure that it's because um, they was anticipating like more. Jordan. Yeah. Yep. And I, I can see that like basketball isn't the main part of this movie. It's mm. the politics of getting a shoe made and the politics of changing entire industry. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very interesting. And like I said, if you're going in to watch basketball and you're going in to see Jordan, that's not going to be mm. for you. And your rating will not be what I think. But I say like a 7.9, 7.8, not quite an 8. It could have been better in times. But, I mean, it's a fantastic movie in my opinion. So there's a kind of a long-winded, I can't, I don't want to tell anything. It just came out, so I don't really want to spoil yeah. anything. But I will say it's fun. It's got a lot of cool things happening. The very ending scene is so great. There's a scene at the end that's so funny. Because it's like, ah. And then the freaking, they, they show the, the CEO of Nike as being like this weird like hippie dude mm. and he, he is in real life but it's like just funny to see <laughs> how he's all portrayed and just says really dumb things all the time oh. ben affleck does a good job of it so yeah, it's okay. a good movie I, I like i said real good movie i mean especially if you like air if you like jordans and stuff i've never owned a pair of jordans oh really no damn because well they've always been so expensive i was poor and then two i don't wear high tops so i have a couple pairs of high tops oh yeah um i guess you do have only a couple yeah, so more. I'm gonna have like 40 pairs of shoes, but I don't wear high tops. Oh, uh, not all of my well, they're basketball shoes though. Um, yeah, but so the ones that are not high tops. Yeah, the ones that are not high tops are like, on like they're like they have the super thin sole and they don't feel very good. And they don't look yeah. cool. Like think, there's maybe a couple like the like ankle high ones, like those, the Jordan threes. I think the ones that have all the they always have that one that's like that gray color. Mm-hmm. That everybody likes yeah yeah with like the gray like the white with the gray those ones i'd probably wear but i just don't want to spend the extra money that much money you know and easy so i can't really say <laughs> i don't want to spend the money i just don't i don't know it's just not my thing yeah i think i've only had three pairs um when i was younger uh because that was a big thing when i was younger is getting jordans and stuff yep. like that but then at one point i was just like oh this is a lot of money for a pair of shoes yeah no, i'd rather have dunks if i'm serious like a speed dunks mm. But that's just me. And even those are high tops. So, I don't like them. so <laughs> if I was to choose one, that would be what I'd choose some SBs. But I have Nike SB. Nike is the only ones I have. The Yeezys? Yeah, no, those are my Nike. Yeah. No, the Nike SB. Uh-huh. So it's like, really, I only own like three pairs of Nikes. They're all SBs. Uh-huh. Oh, I lied. I have a set of like dad shoes, old school dad shoes. And now are in, in popularity. So maybe I should wear them. But they weren't when I got them. <laughs> so, um, that was that movie. Uh, let's keep on this movie train. Uh, you said you saw 
Um, what's that movie called? Not not Ant Man. Yep. Before uh, that, Dungeons and Dragons. What'd you think of that? Uh, I actually would give this probably like an eight point five or something like that. Um, just in how fun it was. Yeah, it was fun. Um, there's a few like dumb parts in there. I, I think it's it might have been acting uh, problems, like a little girl. Um, the main character's little girl. Uh, the reason why they're doing everything that they're doing. Um, but aside from that, like I think it's just a really fun movie. Okay. Uh, for what it is, um, it's not you're not gonna be like, oh, this is still a deep movie. It's just a really surface level, but it really um it really gets you into the idea of Dungeons and Dragons. Like, um is this uh is this how people envision how they're playing the game and stuff like right. that? Like it's super fun on how they do it. Like it, it's it's its own little world, so many um nuances in the world that they have to go about when they're communicating with other um, countries and stuff like that uh it's pretty fun to see how how it all goes about but i I was just curious on a lot of the stuff because uh it's funny how this story pans out um but the dungeon master or whatever the planner and stuff like that it's funny that like the people that have to set this up like the real life dungeons and dragons like who knows how long it takes them to like make this whole story up and then they have to go through the whole thing and then it's like yo now you have to make a whole nother story um and it just feels like not as um not as uh, big as it is in real life, you know, oh, like yeah. kind of like that form. Like it's uh, it's more storytelling than this rather than like the complications of the person that actually has to make the. Well, and that and usually if you're doing a campaign, it's usually like you do like two hours and you're not very far. Mm-hmm. You, know, you do it like seven or eight times. So the uh, whole time they, they're doing that, you could be building your next yeah. one. Because, yeah. yeah, I've always wanted to do Dungeons and Dragons. I like, I like the idea of Dungeons and Dragons, but then using something I know more about. So, I, for instance, like I would like to do like a Dungeons and Dragons, but set in like the One Piece world. Mm. So, I like, can do all the stuff. You can create your style character, yeah. like a swordsman, mm. a captain, a freaking uh, uh, cook, or whatever you want to be. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Same with like them. Like, I'm a bard, I'm whatever. You can have all of those characters, but then I said a world I know a lot about, so it'd be easier for me to build off it. Yeah. Versus like, or even like you can do it in like Lord of the Rings, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So you can be like a Hobbit or whatever. Yeah, because a lot of people like uh, understand the lore of uh, Dungeons and Dragons, like uh, the um, goblins and and, and yeah. things like that, um, uh, shapeshifters. But uh, that's for people that like that kind of stuff. I imagine you just do whatever you want to be honest um, yeah. because that's how that's how uh, even stranger things is like uh it's kind of like they're coming up with these characters that's building around what their real life is yeah kind of thing so it's pretty it's pretty cool to see i think uh dungeons or um stranger things i feel like is more representative of what Dungeon of Dragons is more than the, this movie is okay. kind of just because like they're playing it and you understand the ramifications of what happens when things go awry and stuff like yeah. that. Um, but with this one, it's like it's just a fun, good time kind of Heck thing. Yeah. Like you're just seeing a story just play out pretty much. Um, man, I think the actors they put are really, really well done. Um, yeah, I don't, I just don't think, uh, it says um, 
tough, I guess, as like the real life game kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, like setting um, it up and figuring yeah. it all out and stuff seems so yeah. much harder. Because it's fun. The main character, I forget what his name is, but um, Chris uh, Pine. Yeah, Chris Pine, the main character. I, the he he always says like. I got plan A. If that don't work, I got plan B. If that don't work, I got plan C. It's kind of like uh, how the dungeon masters are. Like if you do something, like there's a consequence to it. So yep. they already know exactly what's going to happen after that, depending on what you do. Um, so I thought that was pretty funny when he does that. He's like, ah, well, you know, I don't need plan B. We'll go to plan C now. Right. Uh, so he's always adjusting to anything that might come up. Um, uh, just for example, a funny scene, they were trying to break into a vault. And they had like um, this staff that made it to where you shoot it and then wherever you shoot it opens like a portal and then you shoot it by you and that portal's by you as well so you can enter. And then uh, somebody laid the painting down. So when they went to go open it, like all they could see is concrete so they couldn't get in. So he was like, oh, well, we got to go to plan C now. So <laughs> it's just funny how he just adjusts uh, within the time so it's pretty fun in in that way but uh overall it's just a it's just a fun funny goofy movie kind of thing so i think me and my girl i'll try to convince her to watch it tonight because we've been wanting to which is it was one of the movies she really wanted to see when Mm -hmm. it came out in theaters but i was like me i was i was lukewarm on it yeah um but now that you say it's good like sean says it's pretty good too so i'm like getting just good reviews from it and like it got bad reviews i think in theaters but Mm -hmm. everything theaters pretty much gets bad reviews which i don't understand why doesn't um, make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Um, so the next movie we're talking about did get bad reviews. Uh, I said I didn't really like it that much. I think I gave it like a seven, and that's going to be Ant Man. This is going to be a spoiler talk, so you might want to avoid the next five ten minutes if you haven't seen it. I mean, it's been out since February, so yeah, it's three months later, so almost four. So we're going to get into that real quick for a while. Um, and so Carlos just watched it. So you can kind of refresh my memory. I haven't seen it since it first came out. What'd you think? Uh, so going in, the reason why I didn't watch it in theaters is a lot to do with the actor they picked to play, um, Lang's daughter. Oh, okay. Um, I don't, I don't think she's that great of an actor. I think she was in Pokemon. Um, yes. Pikachu's. Um, yeah. What was it called? Yeah, Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Um. I didn't like her. In the, I, I just don't like her as an actress. Uh, like nothing against her. It's just something about her. It's just like, it doesn't convince me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew I, I was already thrown off by that. Uh, so that kind of threw me off. But the overall mis- mystery of it all, kind of like, <clears throat> it didn't, it didn't feel right. Like right. the mom keeping the secrets, like it felt like uh, you would, tell your family because you understand that they're going to be messing with the yeah like they're they're trying to figure things out they're trying to build on it obviously um so you're not telling them the dangers of it you're just putting them in risk and then she was just secretive the whole time when she was in when they got stuck in the quantum realm like you're just not going to explain nothing you're just going to leave them in the dark it doesn't make sense to me um especially if it made more sense if that was somebody like Loki. You know what I mean? Like he's like he's he's not gonna be given too much information about stuff because he wants yep. to keep that in his back pocket. But for somebody that's your mom, your family members, stuff like that, I'm like, you wouldn't tell them anything that would help them survive. Like right. I thought that was crazy. That was bonkers to me. Um and then the the buildup of uh Kang. 
So I'm gonna be honest with you, I because after this one, I have little little hope for Kang's dynasty for Avengers because the buildup for him does not feel like anything like Thanos did. Like it feels less. Like it feels like why do we need all the Avengers when you can just take him take him out with just normal well so what they're explaining so that's where the movie yet like comes in like at the end you know where it explains like that he is one of them yeah just the conqueror one but he must he he got banished so he must have been stronger than the other ones yeah so. i feel like the high evolutionary was more powerful than him he sucked yeah in my opinion i i just so we're big on villains and i kind of like unless they do something different uh for what's the next one he comes up in is it the Avengers? I don't think there's another movie coming out with him. Maybe, it maybe the uh, Marvels. Maybe I don't think so though. But um, as far as I know, like the build up for this villain, like it is just, uh, mediocre at best. Yeah, you can't lose in your first movie. That's like, crazy. Like Thanos didn't lose forever. Yeah, like, Thanos didn't lose a fight. Well, and he had minions. He had mi- like uh, what's his name, Maduke or. Mardok, Mardok, yeah, yeah. Like, why not have him be the main person and Kang be a, on a far because it's still that mystery. Like, yo, is he really that strong? And then have uh, him get killed instead of Kang because then it's still like the lore of that villain is oh, out he, there. That was like the worst scene when he becomes a good guy. Yeah, I was like, oh, that was whack. Yeah, I like was... said this movie is so. Let me just explain it. So when looking back on when I went and saw it in theaters, I had that theater like thing. I gave it like a seven. I would give it like a 6.5 now because it is like cool. Like the beginning, I feel like the beginning, even though like the mom, like I see, you, you're all right. She doesn't make sense for what she's doing. But I think the beginning is interesting. It's not until Kang is actually physically introduced mm-hmm. as like at his little tower that he's a problem for me. Yeah. Because he like, when he, when he actually starts fighting and he's just real weak. Tough. Like that's when it's like, oh, okay, I don't care. But the fact that, like, throughout the movie, when everybody else is doing all their stuff, is interesting. Like, the world of the, like, is cool. Like, yeah. the oh, idea yeah. of oh, it, yeah. the, the wars they keep having. Um, the weird Mike and Ike robots. <laughs> <laughs> they have the little arms and stuff they use to fly around the homes. Yeah. They're fun. Like, the whole thing is cool. Like, the concept of the ants is really cool. Mm-hmm. And then, like, evolving over time and then becoming, like, real help. A lot of the stuff is cool. It's not until you actually get to the part where it's like the final fight where I hate it. Like, I didn't like, they did like, I feel like they went so cheap making uh, Modoc that like, he looked terrible. (laughs) A machine only designed for killing looked lame. Yeah. Like, and that character's supposed to be pretty cool in the show. Yeah. I mean, in the comic books, but like for me, it just, he didn't seem fun. Like he wasn't like, he was there for a little while. They say he's like, oh, no, he's coming. And then he easily gets beat up pretty much once he actually does come out. After that first scene where he came out of the smoke, like, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then after that, he's just, like, nerfed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and for me, it's just kind of lame. Like, honestly, I'll be completely honest. That character, they really crapped the bed with him because I thought he would be real fun. And he wasn't. So, like, that comes. And like I said, the, the downfall, as he said earlier, were villain people. The downfall of this movie is the villains. The fact that Kang, the conqueror, didn't seem like much of a conqueror <laughs> when they brought him up. And like the fact that he got beat by Ant Man pretty much by himself in a fist fight, which is like, yeah, 
what? Yeah. What kind of villain can get beat by Ant-Man? Now, mind yeah. you, this is one variant of Kang, and I, I realize that most likely what it's going to be is everybody fighting an army of Kangs. Mm. So each one will have their own Kang who maybe specializes in certain things. Certain things. So, like, for instance, this guy was in the, the realm, and then it'll be like, guy that fights for instance is not here so i'll just say like captain america would be like an intelligent maybe like more like the villains from the second captain america mm -hmm. you know versus it being like a captain america civil war type type of villain yeah. you know what i'm saying like maybe i don't necessarily know yeah maybe it'll be more like a captain america civil war villain where it's that guy it could like, be you know, like there's that scientist you look in version of Kang. Yeah. You know, so like I would, I don't mind that. Like that'll be fine. But like for now, I think that him as a villain isn't very good. Yeah. It's more so of it's a like the high evolutionary. It just feels like that's like the issue that Marvel's already made themselves their movie super campy. But then they also, but the cool parts about it was they had cool villains mm -hmm. and they don't have any cool villains anymore. Not right now. Yeah. Like even if you think, go back to uh, Ronin uh from guardians the first one like he felt good obviously you see thanos in the background of that movie yeah um but like it was still ominous like thanos was there and then ron was still like a good enough villain to take on like the guardians yeah whereas like when you think of the high evolutionary he think he could have got beaten by like one of them yeah it, like happened the way it could have yeah um, um but well even uh with king as well like this isn't like so if this was king like in the story of ant-man where um he had his powers lost when he was banished <clears throat> obviously he's still strong a fighter like if this was that king or king i would be okay with it because i understand that he's uh, less he's not as strong as he once was but it continuously said she got out because he got his powers back and she doesn't want to go back to deal with him like the whole movie was a buildup because this guy is so powerful. Everybody's so afraid of him. And then when you get to fighting him, you bring in your little army. Like, he's just getting taken out so easily. It, yep. it just doesn't make sense to me. That's like it's saying if, uh, put in, like, what people like a lot in anime terms. That's like saying if uh, Pain went there and then he, Naruto, never had to come out of... Uh, the little what was the the frog area. Yeah, he didn't ever have to go because they took him out. Yeah, because Kakashi beat him. Yeah, like it it blows my mind that they built it yeah. up so much through that whole thing, and then it was it was just like a yeah. yeah no, honestly, it wasn't even like if it'd be like if Choji beat him. Oh yeah, that's you know not saying like it's it's like yeah, I get exactly what you're saying. They like they're one a they, they you know he's the next major villain, so you expect way more from him. And then you get the first version of him, which is supposed to be the most deadly version. Yeah. You had to trap him there because he was destroying all the other king. Yeah. And then he gets his butt whooped by Ant-Man, his daughter, <laughs> and the wasp. And you're That's... like, wait, <laughs> no, this is not how it's supposed to go. Yeah. Like, you're supposed to be stronger than these guys. You're supposed to barely, they're supposed to barely escape, keep me locked in there, but maybe fracture it, kind of like the multiverse happened. Yeah. Where like it ends with a fracture in that, like he's mm -hmm. got a way to get out, and then yeah. he gets out and absorbs more kings because more powerful or however he gets stronger, and they didn't do anything like that. Yeah, that it would have made a lot more sense. Yeah. So the only the only good thing I could take from this movie is the ending. I really enjoyed that they put Loki uh, in there uh, hunting down kings because uh, he still made it 
pretty worried because even um, Owen Wilson was like, We're, you're scared of this guy? Who's this guy? And then yeah. Loki was like, yeah, that's the guy. So yeah. like <laughs> maybe maybe there will be a redemption in it. Um, but so far, uh, there's no hyping up me for this yeah. um, for this yeah. Kang dynasty. Uh, you throw Kang in there when you could have easily made a Doctor Doom go. Yeah, Doctor Doom is way better. Yeah, so yeah. that's my opinion of that. Um, so that moving on from that, what did you rate it? Uh, to be honest, I think I would give it like a five, five point five. Maybe. Dang, even lower than me. Yeah, I, I mainly because of after seeing the Guardians movie, there, I just understand there are tears to this yep. type of Marvel movies, and it's just not on par with other ones. Yep, I agree. I I, you know, I raised it a little bit higher. I thought it was fun. Like I said, the first because the first act is so good, like up till like forty five minutes in the, to an hour, it's good. Like to me, it's not bad. Yeah, the build, the world building in it was amazing. Yeah, that's what makes it. Um, that's what gives me. And then the world building, I like Paul Rudd. I like some of the visuals, but then just that ending just washes it all away from me. That yeah. last thirty minutes of that movie, I just. I'm like, dude, you guys ran out of ideas or something. <laughs> you guys just throw in, throw in stuff at the wall right now. Because <laughs> yeah, you know it's you know it's setting up a scene where Ant Man's like, oh, I've beaten you before, yeah. and he's gonna get his butt whooped by a different king. Yeah. But it's just what's gonna happen. Yeah. So, um, it's just yeah, it's just not the greatest. Um, other than that, I think that's all the movies we yeah, have talked. So, yeah. yeah. Um, did you watch uh, Demon Slayer? Are you still caught up on that, or I think so. Yeah. Okay, it's going good. Uh, going pretty well. Um, the fights are still like a little uh, mediocre right now because it's not jumping like right into it. Um, where I think we're at the part where uh, he's about to, um, because they're trying to take out the little guy now. Yeah. Um, Tanjiro and uh, Gen Genju. They're trying to take out the tiny version. Yeah, the tiny version, and then obviously he can't like get his neck or anything like that and he's, he's getting ready to morph uh the four into the one being okay uh, type thing so i'm super excited i'm hoping that the next episode is what is going to be that fight um because that's like one of my favorite fights so far and i'm interested to see how it looks but also the mist hashira uh there's, there's still not any battle yet with the he's still stuck in that little bubble thing okay um so I'm just waiting for him. Yep. Because his power is in the in the manga, like his power looks cool as hell. Yeah. Like it looks like he disappears in his own mat or powers um to get get uh in between the demon and stuff like that. So I, I'm super interested how they animate it and stuff like that. So cool, cool. Cause yeah, I'm I'm trying to convince my girl to take time to watch it, so we'll just wait. In that wait period still. In that wait game, huh? <laughs> I don't want to watch it. Um so other than that, we'll go ahead and jump into some anime talk itself. Um, I'll talk some Zelda. I played a couple more hours of it. Still really good. Uh, can't really rate it or anything like that. I, just, mm. I played like four. I don't know. I'm like six hours in. Mm. I think it was four hours last time. I played two more hours. Uh, and it's fun. It's just a good game, Like especially if you're really into it. I haven't been into games in a long time, so it's tough for me to get back into it. The last game I was really into, I put like 20 hours into, was... Uh, Octopath Traveler 2, which is fantastic, but it's just a turn-based game that I can play tons of. Um, so that's really it for me on that front for the video games, but we can get into the main ending to this podcast usually lately. Was there anything else we want to talk oh. about? Oh, yeah. No, we got to talk something else. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> skipping straight to that. We'll talk about that last, and that'll be book five of Hell's Paradise. But first, we got to talk some sports. Mm. 
So we had the NBA fight or NBA uh, playoffs still going on. Um, so unfortunately, my Lakers got swept mm. by the Nuggets, which I mean they were just a better team. Like it's mm-hmm. all around. Like the Lakers were also playing stupid. Like they were doing dumb things. Yeah. LeBron was taking threes in the fourth <laughs> quarter when he wasn't making threes in the fourth quarter. And I'm going to be honest with you, as a Lakers fan, I feel like LeBron let the team down more than anybody. Mm. AD obviously didn't play to the extent that people would expect AD to play yeah. to. But I feel like LeBron really lost us a lot. Two of the games were like completely his fault. And you can't win like that. Like yeah. When Joker's not doing good for the Nuggets, Jamal Murray is. So those two players got to step up. If oh. one of them's not going to be able to play today, the other one has to. Yeah. And it shouldn't be like Austin Reeves doing it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that's what your star players are supposed to be. Yeah. Stars. Yeah. Um, and I just, to me, I'm just going to go on this little rant of it. It's just the Lakers just aren't the team. Like as a team playing team, like a team mm-hmm. that they need to be. They need to have like that. And they need to be able to kick the ball and trust in their players. Watching these. 14 to zero runs. These freaking 19 to two runs that yeah. I watched the Nuggets go on was just like despicable. It's one of the worst basketball playoff play I've seen in a while. I don't know how the Lakers got where they did. Yeah. I've I've said this before. Um if this was LeBron six years ago, this would be his championship team. Um he's just not built right now at his age to take on that kind of toll every night to play yeah. defense and offense at a high level. Um, so he's compensating for different things. So he can't play defense um, at a high level to because he has to score or facilitate. Um, and I've said that the Lakers are getting kind of like the back end of LeBron. I honestly believe uh, LeBron is more of a, um, I don't want to say hindrance, but he's just, For if he was on the Cavs, this would work better, um, kind of thing, because there's so much expectation from the Lakers, and they just don't have the talent like uh, they normally would have. Yep. Um. So I just that's that's the reason why I thought they was I thought AD and LeBron was great enough to get one game. That's why I said it was gonna be Nuggets in five, but they didn't even get one game. So I was I was real shocked. I think that was the the most shocked I was with the series uh, because I thought those two could at least get still one. I didn't think that the Joker and Jamal Murray was that much better than um, them two individually, like uh, right. comparing them to where they would not get one game. Oh yeah. Um, but I understood that their team was better. And that's why I figured the Nuggets would win this series because right. uh, they just have more, more around them than the Lakers yep. do. Um so I guess we'd, we'd see what, what happens after that. But whatever they're going to do this offseason, there was talks about them getting like Kyrie or um, oh, what, what's his name from the Hawks? Uh, oh, yeah, Trey. Yeah, I was like, I, to be honest, I, I think this is um, – it's tough say, saying this, but like LeBron is such a big face that he's always going to be wanted in the playoffs. But – I honestly don't think I want him in the playoffs. See, my thing is, is they need they need at least if they're gonna play this way where LeBron isn't driving the whole time, they're not playing the paint like they weren't like A B was not successful in the paint all the time. 
against and like I mean he was a good blocker. He definitely mm. out blocked everybody, but he wasn't successful in the paint and getting the as many rebounds as say someone like the Joker was. And he was, and he's supposed to be a more dominant defensive player. It mm-hmm. just seemed like again they just weren't playing aggressive. And if you're gonna play aggressive, you need to play aggressive. You need to have you need to drive every time. You don't need to be shooting those threes. If they just drove, they would have won those games. If they put their heads down and drove at least two of those games. I'm not saying they would have won the series. They would have won at least two of those games. Uh, game, game one, one and game four. Yeah, if they would have just stuck to driving instead of trying to shoot threes with Jamal Murray in game one and stuff like that, and LeBron taking threes, like he was like which which he did this whole playoff run, and he almost lost a few games because of yep. his three taking. I don't know. <clears throat> Some of the people are saying it's because uh, he was—he's just gassed at the end. Well, he just apparently, it just came out that he has a torn tendon. Yeah, his yeah, foot. yeah. Uh, that's what we figured. Um, to be honest, like I don't think that's going to get any better. Uh, yeah. Even with him getting off this offseason and healing that up, like uh, he's just not going to be the same. Yeah, if you are going to do it, I would say take if you're staying, take half of next year off, mm. especially if you get someone like Trey Young or Kyrie, which I don't want because Kyrie blows teams up. You get one of those players, then take it off. Like mm-hmm. take half the year off to recover. You're older, you take longer than that, and let Trey Young and Anthony Davis get you to where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, honestly, I'm an AD fan, but I'm at the point where it's like you need to get somebody else. You need a better big man, yeah. Like or at least a backup big man. Makes that's what, that's what I was thinking that whole time too. It's like uh, last time they faced the Nuggets, we talked about they had Dwight Howard to yeah. take Yoke. To tire Jokic, yeah. piss him off, and kind of get in his face. Yeah, and then um, AD didn't have to deal with him. Like, all he had to do was play offense. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like, yo, you, there's not there, – but there's not too many Dwights out there. You know what I mean? Well, so, there's just there, – there's just there needs to be a more aggressive big man for in that. Like, like a good person to pick up would be like a Rudy Gobert. Hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? He did good against – Yoke, even though they crushed him, <laughs> he did good against them when he had to. They made it harder for Yoke in that in that center mm-hmm. area. So he had to pull up from like you know mid, like a late, like a long two, try to shoot for three a couple times, and he made it hard for him. That's why they won games. Yeah, they where you go. No, you just uh... oh, I was just say where it's like the Lakers couldn't do that. Like Yoke mm-hmm. would just get inside, shoot like a mid range two mm-hmm. all day long, and then. They're, they're three point shooting with MPJ, <laughs> KCP, who shoot yeah. a lot of threes for us back in the day. <laughs> you know, Bruce Brown. They all these guys can have like a decent three point shooter. We have like one guy. Mm. Like, and then let's be real, the guy who lost us the whole entire thing was D'Lo. Yeah, played like absolute but <laughs> i mean i've quite frankly i've never liked a guy i've been like that forever yeah and he he played good like before the playoffs and then he just got in the playoffs and was not good and he was really not good in these lakers versus <laughs> Nuggets. i mean like he might be the worst player that has graced a <laughs> western <laughs> conference final like in the sense of like a guy who people think are really good who wasn't mm. he was never there if we had a single guy, like if they would have had like a Trey Young, who he's not the greatest three shooter, but he will make three or four mm. of them a game, that puts us in the game. Mm. You know, if you put Kyrie there, as much as I don't like Kyrie, that puts us in the game. Yeah. Kyrie's willing to drive; he can shoot, he can pull up from anywhere, you know, and shoot the ball. Like mm. I would be fine with that. But 
even like a Jordan Poole or somebody who yeah. can do the same thing. Like we need a guy. They need another guy besides Austin Reeves who can shoot a three mm-hmm. if they're going to play the way they played. That's just what it is. Like, yeah. unfortunately, they're going to stack chips on you, especially when you're not playing very good defense and leaving Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> wide open on the three-point line like six times a game. Maybe he, he misses a few of them, but he makes a few of them. So yeah. makes 12 points on three <clears throat> games. Like, yeah. that's how he's letting that happen. Well, I knew it was over as soon as I seen Tristan Thompson get in t- time. I was like, yo, this, this series is over. Yep. If you're giving a guy past his prime, undersized a chance to try to rejuvenate something. Yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't good. So we'll go to the other side there. That's how the Nuggets got into the playoffs by crushing the Lakers. Um, the other side is, is actually kind of a wild event going on in this set. I feel like J- Jimmy Butler takes them, his team, powers them to 3-0, which, I mean, mind you, the Celtics are not playing good. They're mm-hmm. playing like mm-hmm. butt cheeks. They can't get through the zone. Whatever Spolster's zone is, it's just crushing them. But they started to pull it together in these last couple games. So it's now what? There, it's three to two. Yep. Um, game tonight. Game tonight. So, <clears throat> Jim, and this is where that whole LeBron thing comes with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is an older player, and I think that he's tired because he had to carry them through every one of these, and he took a couple games off. If he doesn't win tonight, it's over. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like he can come back, steamroll these dudes, and get them in to the finals. But I also think that it's going to be a better finals if the Celtics go. Yeah. Because I think the I think the Nuggets <laughs> will decimate the Heat. Whereas I don't think they can do that as well with the Celtics. With the Celtics, even though Celtics did play like booty, I think it's because they have a young coach. But both these teams have young coaches, whereas Spolster did some dirty tricks to get ahead of them. And then they kind of figure it out. And that's why they got to where they are. So this has been, it's a wild situation. Cause if they do come back and win, it's the first time ever in history that a three Oh lead has been taken. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you right now, in my opinion, it's cause father time is getting to Jimmy and he's, in, he's tired. Mm-hmm. Cause when you have a lead Jimmy, you have Jimmy buckets out there. He makes it hard on everybody, but you can only do that for so long. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think I agree with you uh, that if the Heat don't win tonight, that it's pretty much over. Um, I think we've said that before with the Lakers uh, against Golden State. Yeah. Uh, so they have to pull something out because uh, one, they're at home, and you don't want to go to a game self seven on Celtics with like them being motivated at that point, like oh, yeah. being down by that. Like you, you have to just put them away. You yep. can't get, you can't give them life. You can't be like, oh, they get one more game and they could make it to the finals. Like end it now, <sighs> so you don't have to wait a couple more days to do that. Because even like, let's say you do lose, that's another two days that the Nuggets are resting. Um, <clears throat> and then let's say you win that game. Now you're going in, battle it out in game seven, and now turn around. Doing a game one. Yep. So it's just, and you're facing like a bigger body in Jokic and stuff, like a bigger team actually. Yeah. All <clears throat> overall. Yeah. So, yeah, man, you, you got to put them away now. Yep. And with the, with the Nuggets, you got, there's just, they're just got a lot of weapons that I don't see anybody like Bam's got to sit there and take on Jokic, which Bam's so hit and miss lately. When I thought after the bubble, he was going to become a star. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I like I was really high on Bam Adebayo. Now, I'm not as high anymore, obviously. I don't think anybody is. 
uh, he needs to be consistent. If he's not going to be consistent, then they're not going to win. Yeah. Um, and so with me, I, I think I think Celtics going to come out of this. Yeah. I do. I think they're going to do what never has never been done: make history. Which I like people making history. It's kind of cool to watch. So that leads it to Celtics versus Nuggets. Mm. Which I think Sean picked. Sean said like at the beginning of the year that Celtics versus Nuggets was gonna be a championship. Yeah. I said the Nuggets were gonna be good. Like I said if the Lakers didn't go, I was choosing the Nuggets. That's all I said. I was not on it. I wasn't right about anything. But I don't want the Celtics to hate them, but I also want it to be a fun NBA finals. Yeah. I want to watch it. Whereas if the T play, I'm not gonna care as much. Mm. So yeah. that's that. The basketball side of things. What do you got? Who do you think is going to make it out? Uh, I think it would be. I'll pick the Heat. Okay. I think I think if Jimmy gives it a good, if he could drop like a good forty something, I think that'll push him enough to get them past it. Right. Because they'll be so worried about him that he'll give other people open shots and stuff like that right. tonight. So. And the good news is, I think if they if the Heat go, Tyler Hero is active. Yeah. So they'll have yeah. another weapon against which they've been playing without their second best player for mm-hmm. the whole time. Yeah. So that makes it interesting too. I forgot about that. He won't be completely healthy, but he'll be good. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's get off this basketball topic. We'll find out tonight who's right, really. Because mm-hmm. if the Heat win tonight, then it's over. I like I like we're both saying in our, in our opinion. Um, so then we got a boxing event that happened last week, and it was two of the top, the 135. Everybody's moving around there, mm-hmm. and you had, um, or uh, why did I say Jokic? <laughs> Lomachenko <laughs> going up or going to fight the champ in Devin Haney, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know how you felt about it, but I kind of didn't like the fight. I at first I saw it as like, yeah, Haney won that fight, mm-hmm. and then looking back on it, I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I could see a draw. More than anything, but then yeah. I also see a Loma win, and so I've watched the, the highlights like four times, and I watched the actual fight once. And what I'll say is, cause I tried to rewatch it a couple times. Cause I got an argument with the dude at work <laughs> because when I first saw it, I saw Haney winning. Yeah, I did the too. The reason I say that is the body shots mm-hmm. the whole time. Loma felt slow. Like the first three rounds I gave to Haney, I felt like Haney was like. Loma couldn't put him in that like matrix he puts people in. <laughs> I felt like Kane was sticking behind the jab and the body shot and was really just putting up numbers. They felt like they were doing the most damage, which I feel like damage matters the most. And to me, that's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. I felt at first watch, but then on second watch, and I'm watching how Loma was the uh, it's like on his back foot for the first half, but then started to be more and is more pushing forward on the second half. I started to be like, well, maybe it's a draw. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think I stuck with draw by the end. But in my eyes, because of Haney winning that like 12th round after getting beat up in 12, 10, 11, yeah. I was like, I can see how he got it just from that. Like judges seeing that last round and being like, this guy won the fight. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. It, to me, it seems like boxing judging has got to get something going on. They have to have. There has to be consequences for your like stupidity because somebody gave, I want to say one of the judges gave the tenth round to Haney. Oh really? Yes. <laughs> that, that was, was like that was dominant <laughs> round. Yeah. So it's like what what? 
So, I mean, at a certain point, like, even like me, who doesn't know as much about boxing, would never have given that 10th round to Haney. Mm-hmm. And now those closer rounds, I could give to Haney, but I couldn't give the 10th or the 11th. There's no way. Like, there mm-hmm. are some rounds where you're like, yeah, I can see it going to him. Yeah, I can see it going to him yeah. kind of situation. But 10th, 11th, and 12th are all uh, Lomachenko, Lomachenko, Haney. Like, mm-hmm. if you have it any other way, then you don't know what the hell you're talking <laughs> about. Like, I'm sorry. So, for me, should have been a draw. I thought the fight was kind of boring. I don't see, I didn't see many, none of them taking risks. Kind of like uh, Canelo's last fight. Mm-hmm. I just didn't see Canelo like dropped him or whatever, but it just felt like after that, Canelo just didn't do anything. He like, oh, I won the fight, just got yeah. this, and then just kind of sat there. And that's kind of how I felt about this. Like Loma didn't really go on him. And he has the issue of the slow start, but he really didn't start to attack him to me until like nine. Mm-hmm. So that's how I see it. I don't know how you see it, but. Um, I didn't even think about it being a draw, but I, honestly, there was some of those rounds were just so, especially in the beginning, it was so close that like you could give it to anybody. Yeah. There was only a few rounds where he was like, "All right, he, he took that round." Um, so I think it should have been because I was thinking for some reason I was just thinking oh, this guy go to one or the other. Like I'm not mad about them giving it to Haney, but I think I would have been more satisfied if it was a draw. Yeah. Um, because having another fight uh, would better determine, like having more time to train yep. for that person um, would determine where they're at. Uh, to be honest, uh, all this really showed me is that Tate Davis is the best, just a monster among monsters, man. Yeah. Um, I don't like if if Haney. I, I would not be upset with Haney if he decides not to fight Tank, but I would want to see it. I he just leaves his face open oh, yeah. way too often. And Lomachenko doesn't have that kind of power, but Tank, if he sees that, like man, he is he's getting dropped. Yeah, but also I would say Haney sticks to a game plan probably better than any fighter yeah. in that division. He's a he's a crisp jab and he sticks to that like he stayed hitting the body like body the shot. whole time and his, he was fast enough to get out of the way mm-hmm. i don't know if he's gonna be fast enough to get out of the way for tank yeah but for loma he was yeah um I, I agree with that too because uh, a lot of boxers when they're getting smashed in the face like that they might try to change it up a little bit yeah. they'd be like yo i don't know we'll, we'll change it up not get hit with that um but he continuously tried to get him in that side um which is good on his end but then it was kind of bad with the 10th and uh, 11th round because yeah. it looked like loma Chico kind of figured it out yep. timed um, it yeah and we're just going to town on him. Um, but same same with Lomachenko. Like he was giving him that body shot the whole match. I was like, yo, you go, you'll protect yourself or what? Yeah. <laughs> Cause he was getting rocked with some of them. I was like, when I when I seen it, I was like, oof, I'd be down and out by there. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, like how many times you got hit in the like in that area, just the red basket, all that area just getting wrecked. Oof. It was so red after like the third. Yeah. And you're like, dang, dude, hit there over and over and over again. That's why I was worried for Lomachenko for the beginning. Like you said, it was a slow start, but I was like, yo, is he just getting wore down because of that power shot? But then he started getting in his groove yeah. and stuff like that. He's it's such like, a slow starter. He's like one of the slow. Him and Tank Davis have that in common, which is why I think if you were to watch Tank versus uh, Lomachenko, it'd be like four rounds of absolutely nothing. Else. <laughs> So yeah, I mean overall, it's a it's an alright fight to me. It was one of the most boring fights in my opinion because it was like a it wasn't even like a chess match. It was just the same thing happening over yeah. and over again. You're you're pretty much waiting for somebody to throw the punches. You could do your counter. Yep, um, and then 
Haney was just too fast in the beginning and then finally slowed down a little bit and then boom, that's when you know he could strike and that took till like yeah. the ninth, tenth, a little eleventh. I I would say this, uh <laughs> This isn't even about the fighting thing, but this is about the announcer. Like, it was the funniest thing I heard. He said, uh, I think it was the second round. Um, he said that Haney has to do something to get Lomachenko off him because of his reach or something like that. And then, and then one of the other commentators was like, yeah, he's got to put some combos together. And then he was like, oh, it's a little too early for combos. And then the third round came. He was like, yeah, he's getting him off him because he's putting combos together. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you just said that it's too early to put combos together. I, like, the I try not to listen to the announcers sometimes because yeah. sometimes their takes are just beyond me. Yep. Um, but I was just like, yo, is this guy serious or right. what? Like, it was the funniest thing I've heard. Oh, yeah. No, sometimes when you listen to the announcer, it like, couldn't ruin the fight. It was kind of like the Ryan Garcia-Tank Davis fight. Like, a lot of times when you listen to the announcers, they were just saying the wrong thing. I'm just like, what? Because, <laughs> like, there was a point where Ryan Garcia in, like, round two or three looked like he was going to dominate. Yeah. Because he was hitting him with a lot of shots. You could see it kind of hurt and tank a little bit. They were mm. definitely stinging. But... It wasn't even like a chance, you know what I'm saying? And so for me, it was like, well, I don't know. And I see that, like, and then he's he's not saying that. He's like, oh, it's a real back and forth fight. And I was like, not at this moment. It's not like, what are you talking about? Um, so we're going to go ahead and get into the final part of this episode and uh, talk about some uh, Hell's Paradise. So Hell's Paradise book five. Carlos, you, you can go ahead and start with this one. What are you thinking so far? Um. Uh, just adding more details. That's right. pretty much what we're doing uh, in five. Uh, obviously, other characters are starting to see each other. Um, you're starting to get to understand that uh, for the people that are going to be sent to uh, uh, Hell's yeah. Paradise. Uh, well, that's what they call the yeah. island. Um, and then you're getting you're getting confusing things as well uh, with Gabi Maru and. Uh, his situation and then right. um, is his life real uh, type things. Like there's a lot of curious things going on, but the only structure that I've seen, which they're trying to wrap around the whole towel thing now is uh, elements, yep. um, which a lot of, a lot of animes do. Uh, they do elements, which is weird though, because they, they have uh, different ones and how they normally are. Cause usually it's like wind, fire, Water, water air yeah this time it's like wood earth metal um and then there's two other ones. fire is it fire and something else I yeah the one is. um so there's five of them and how it's introduced as is so there's some that inhibit other ones and then some that help other ones yeah I, it's still a little confusing like does it always heal them or is it like if it goes from like metal to something else i'm starting to see where they're getting this that when they talked about that i was like oh i get where they're hunter hunter because mm -hmm. i remember i said that guy that sounds like a hunter hunter yeah and i kind of get it so i'm imagining if you're say like a wood mm -hmm. user you may be able to maybe do the two next to it but if you were to ever do fire you would just be absolutely terrible at it and it's also your weakness kind of how men users mm -hmm. if you're on this side versus this side that's going to be the hardest fight you're going to have yeah Versus, like, if you fought a guy the same as you, and then that's kind of your weakness because you mm. can't do it. And there are characters who can do them all, but as you get progressively into the other ones you haven't done, you're going to be weaker and weaker at it mm -hmm. until you're at the one that is your weakness. And so I kind of see that. I think that's how that's going to work. Okay. Um, I can't be 100% sure on that. 
that's how I'm imagining it. Because that was weird when they like said that they had a weakness. So it makes you wonder, like in Gabby Maru's fight, was the guy he fought yeah. not a weakness to fire? So that that's means a... Gabby could never really beat him. Because mm-hmm. they explained that like the only one who has the affinity for his weakness is the girl with the sword, the samurai chick, Gabby Maru's retainer. Mm-hmm. So she has to do the final blow, even though all those other people can use a little bit of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of interesting to see that, like the, the, the power system is kind of evolving. Yeah. You're seeing the other parts to it, which are cool because before it's just like, Oh, you use how, and then you shoot clear blasts out mm. versus it having an affinity of some kind to it, which is nice. Yeah. And they're, and they're structuring it. How, uh, this is part of your soul. The Tao is your soul, and when you manipulate it, you're kind of hurting more than just your fatigue type thing. So we kind of understood that before, but now it's like they're starting to like, all right, how can we maneuver it without harming ourselves? Yep, right. Uh, your life thing. force kind of thing. Like yeah. what happened to Gabby Mario where he used too much of it in that fight, and now he's basically lost a chunk of it right now. Mm-hmm. So he has no memory of his like life beforehand. Yeah thinks his like life might be fake and doesn't really know what's going on and mm-hmm. then that girl user is explaining that those ninjas could have implanted that yeah whole theory inside getman which makes it seem legit because he's losing that picture yeah which would make sense because then they could try to get him to be with that samurai chick that's what i was thinking too the whole time was, uh, that was going on, i was like oh now and then they're gonna like do the, you know do some stuff and then they're gonna create more of that uh, more like a mastery of Tao, mm. you know, because if they if they do it, then they learn that last little yeah, part. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. I'm wondering if they may be opposite affinities. Yeah, and so that, that way that'll work. The the whole yin and yang type yep. thing they got to, going on. And so I'm wondering if something like that will happen if, with that, as well as there was a fight, and one of the finally one of the Tenzin goes down. Mm. So there's only 13 books. We're on book five, and they've just finished off a Tenzin. So mm. that means. It's going to get a little bit heated for the next yeah. couple of matches. That means there has, and in my head, based on the numbers, right? This is just, it's just theory. On, on the numbers. <laughs> there's got to be another villain. That yeah. villain is Gabby Maru's freaking village leader. I'm yeah. telling you, he was running this whole but, thing. So the thing is, is that there has to be something more with Gabi Maru because his village is trying to kill him yes that is their so they have they're going with uh whatever that town is uh with the four other um uh, assassin people yeah the uh no not assassins uh, the um yeah they're assassins they're like the guy that killed people so yeah the, um, simon yeah so and then they got the ninjas going with them they yeah. they brought in like a gang of ninjas like 20 or 40 yeah yeah so some bonkers. They bring in a lot of them, and then they're bringing in four. Well, now it's only three, um, uh, similar ninjas like Gabimaru, because uh, one of them, you know, Children's yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it is it something that they're scared of with Gabimaru that they don't want to get in out. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. I wonder because... if he's like a Tenzin, hmm. because you know, like I said, I think that he created them all. I think maybe he created Gabimaru. Hmm. And that he's like his masterpiece, but he hasn't fulfilled his like his abilities. Mm. And so they're like, well, this is their chance until because he didn't realize he thought he would die almost immediately there. Yeah. And maybe test the strength of him. But when he realizes that he's already maybe the tenses are talking back to him mm. and saying, like, yeah, he's already beating tenses, <laughs> like not beating them, but doing a good job without most yeah. of the power, not understanding tan or having done the dojutsu or whatever it is. 
So we got an issue, you know what I'm saying? And so then he's like, well, we'll send more people to help you guys kill him yeah. before he get, like learns more from you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe that's what I'm thinking because, yeah, Gavin Morrow seems to be like super powerful, except for now that he's fighting old boy. He doesn't seem as powerful, but yeah, he I also know. doesn't have his ability to use. Yeah, seems like he maybe can't he forgot. Maybe. Yeah. Well, maybe that's Trunks missing it because it doesn't seem like he can use Tao when he's fighting oh. uh, the blonde guy, from what I can tell, because I haven't seen him. He's done like a couple of the Nimpo stuff. Yeah. It doesn't seem like he can see that dude's Tao. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering what is going on with that because that fight's going to continue, I'm assuming. Yeah. Or did it end on this one? I can't remember. No, it didn't. Because, like, yeah, like I said, I accidentally read a couple chapters ahead. So I kind of know some stuff. Not very many. I'd say, like, probably. Like, you talking about the guy with the. With all the cuts on his face. Yeah. The, like, uh, yeah. Sonami guy. Yeah, it ended um, with uh, him grabbing Gabimaru and throwing him to the ground. Yeah. And it went to the scene with the assassins and okay. ninjas and stuff. Yeah, so, because, yeah, I'm kind of getting, because I think when it, after that, it'll go back to that fight. Okay. So, because that's all right, if I remember correctly. But it is cool to see that the other side characters were the ones that beat a Tenzin, not yeah. the ones you would assume would beat him. Yeah. You would assume it would be like that white-haired guy, uh, uh, the, the big samurai dude, or... um. Or Gabby Morrow getting the kills, mm-hmm. and he is not like, and so you get to see characters you were like, yeah, they're all right, but they aren't that great. Get the job done, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sorry, my cat's food just auto fed. Um, so yeah, it was kind of cool to see that, in my opinion, mm-hmm. just to see them actually have like an issue or like have your side characters because that doesn't happen. You never see like one of the main villains usually defeated by like your side characters that quickly. And it's um. Uh, it's kind of like a side thing, but it's super enjoyable in some way. Uh, the the whole like we understand their mindsets uh, because like people are just dying off left and right. Yeah. But with uh, this specific person, the one that was um, guarding uh, the girl, uh, she could have like tried to help her, you know, or help him. Yeah, like just keep him alive. But she just kept it realistic. She was like, he's just, he's just going to be dead weight. Yep. Um, yeah, he's pretty much done. Yeah. So, like, I can give him this, but it's a waste of time. I'd rather give it to the blind guy because he can actually help us survive. Yep. Um, and I just enjoy that because it's not – not everybody's going to survive in these things. Yeah, and he's realistic. Yeah. Like, this dude doesn't even know really how. Yeah. Or it's the other guy. He could at least use it and is shown to be a better fighter. Mm-hmm. And willing his willingness to push forward and like you know what I'm saying like that other guy like didn't do anything until that little second yeah he's like <laughs> he seemed fast but he just didn't seem like he was very good whereas everybody else seemed to be a league above him so him being the one to die is yeah. fine yeah it's and sad but fine. yeah the one good thing is that he took the the little stab uh, for the girl that is stronger than him so she could survive yep um it's pretty much uh and it was a good it was a good little story with that like. Uh, it felt like he loved her for some reason, uh, some because of her freedom or something like that, because she could think how she wants. Um, but uh, I think that animation will be pretty interesting when, yeah. when that comes up. So because it seems more like not that he was in love with her, but yeah, in love with her ideas mm-hmm. and her ideals, whereas he wanted to always be something different than he became. Yeah. So it was cool to see. Like you think throughout the whole thing that he's like, oh yeah, he's just. A dorky nerd who fell for this hot <laughs> ninja chick, and it's like, uh, no, he fell for her way of life yeah. more than yeah, and then her herself. So it's cool to see 
And then kind of, but then the last little picture of it makes it seem opposite. Cause yeah, they, that's they, you a, know what I'm saying? They're like they're kind of like they say this, and then like because he wanted to wanted her to him to pick a good picture. Um, so maybe just the idea of being free and being able to choose yeah. who he wants to be with. I and that's guess. what he pictures freedom as is that yeah. girl. Maybe I yeah. don't know. So yeah, it was it like that kind of confused me because I'm like, well, the last yeah, it's of him just like picture of her. And it's like, was he in love with her really? And this is just like his way of trying to like lie about it in his own head. The, the, didn't want to like love a criminal or yeah. something. The little love circles are a little weird in here because they're also talking about uh, the trainer and um, the blind dude and the a little girl. Uh, they're they're like he he has trouble like um, picking between her being just the. Criminal, criminal, and not um, somebody like a friend. Yeah. Um, and uh, the girl, like with Gabi Maru, like she's saying that's not love, but I'm like, yeah, yeah you're into Gab, you know, why us? <laughs> you know, it feels like it. It's no, I mean, it does. I mean, like, and then, like I said, with the idea of putting in and cementing that, like, his wife might not be real, kind of shows you that, like, oh, I see what this is setting. And, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh, I figured out what's going to happen. He's yeah. going to get with her. It's going to make all the sense yes. in the world. And then but it's going to be all fake of ours to control him. The only thing that I'm curious about now um, is what's going to happen when they come to the island. Because even the assassin people say it doesn't matter who, what criminals there, whatever, they're getting killed on the spot. No questions asked. But the people that grew relationships with them, are they gonna like get in the way? And yeah, stop them? yeah, that's what I'm wondering because I'm also wondering if, like, so for instance, those dudes arrive on site and they end up fighting like a Tenzin, and most of them get wiped out, and then they end up coming together to be part of the team again to replace those guys they're missing mm -hmm. rather than even fighting each other. Yeah, maybe they come in thinking that's the case, and they're like, We need to get out. Obviously, the ninja aren't the ninja, they show up near Daddy Marvin, so <laughs> like they've shown that basically by the one dude murk himself. <laughs> But if those other dudes will get there and be like, look, I just need to survive. I went off this island. Yeah. Because you don't know. That one dude seems like he's all about his ideals. So mm -hmm. I'm wondering what's going on with him, the main dude. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I think he's just more curious to see if Eisen's still alive. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. But uh, I think that's the biggest stuff that happened yep. on, on this chapter. So that is going to do it for us today. We talked about that. I um, Overall, I'd give this book uh like out of 10 i would probably give it like a seven yeah out of 10 i thought it was interesting that had a really fun fight a cool way of doing that fight and having the backup characters be the ones that have the good fight in this one mm. and winning finally after you watch the two what seemed to be the two strongest characters even the blonde guy the brothers and gabby maru mm. fight and lose both of them pretty much lost their fight to have like these four side pieces kill them like yeah. it's pretty nice yeah i can agree with that um especially because for right now i think either three or four is uh one of my favorite books so far yeah I would um, say four that's what i was that's what i was gearing towards uh just because it, it just the the information i was flowing with yep. this this is the, the chapter five is more like all right you're getting answered but then you're also getting a lot more um mysteries as well yep. Um, so I imagine when we get into six, six and seven, it's going to start heating back up again. Yeah, because look who's on the cover of seven. Yeah. So this that's is gonna be, he's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty excited to get to there. So next week, we'll talk about six and possibly seven. We'll just talk to each other about it because i got to go buy them still because I haven't bought my two. Mm -hmm. 
So if I buy them on Amazon, hopefully they get here in a reasonable <laughs> time. I don't know. Because the last time I ordered them, it took them like five days to get here, which yeah. made no sense. So they're like, next day. And then they're like, sorry, it didn't ship. We'll send you your money back. Then it said it shipped. And I'm like, what the heck uh, is going on? And they like, usually yo, give me a gift card. That. Yo, Prime. Yo, yeah, pick, step it up. Yeah. <laughs> but alrighty. So until next week, peace. Later.